let's focus on the impact rising interest rates are having on our economy, your finances, and yes, our real estate and development industry as well. Now, as you know, the Bank of Canada decided to raise its uh, benchmark interest rate to 4.75% on Wednesday. Uh, That move by the bank takes the bank's benchmark to its highest level since 2001. Now, yesterday, a friend of mine sent me a text regarding a Squamish development called Parkside Homes. The four-bedroom homes are being built and marketed by Boza development. Now, here's the kicker. In their marketing material, Boza says they'll uh, pay half the buyer's mortgage for a whole year. So the first year, I'm guessing. Clearly a sign of the times when it comes to rapidly escalating rates. Uh, last week, we learned, uh, it was reported in the Richmond News, that a condo development in Minru Square was halted and the developer, Tinned Properties, returned the 20% deposit to pre-sale buyers. Uh, the newspaper reported the developer blamed rising interest rates. Well, last night on the news hour, we learned a, a major Vancouver developer, Anthem Properties, has requested a delay in paying the $10 million it owes for the city and community amenity contributions. The site we're talking about is the West Georgia Street site um, uh, near Bidwell, which was once the former Chevron station. Now, the developer has paid over $15 million. They're just asking for the remaining $10 million to be delayed and t- tied to the last stage of the building permit. Now, the president of Anthem, uh, Eric Carlson, said the pandemic, the war in Ukraine, uh, supply chain disruption, and inflation all created hurdles for many projects uh, in the city of Vancouver to proceed. Here's a portion of the story from last night's news hour. Major developer Anthem Properties requesting a delay in paying $10 million to Vancouver City Hall for community services and amenities. We're all ready to go and then the Ukraine war came and that, you know, created supply chain disruption and inflation. And given everything that we've been through, we just asked to see if we could defer the final installment of the CAC of 10 million bucks until, uh, you know, for 10 months or something like that. Real estate experts say this could have a significant impact on the future of development, blaming high interest rates and construction costs. This is the site in question. It used to be a Chevron gas station located on West Georgia and Bidwell Street. Which other developers, which other sets of developers are going to be facing these kind of challenges? Anthem, not the first developer adapting to rising interest rates. The creditor protection of Coromandel, I think, really touches upon, I think, the changing development environment, that uh, the development environment that we were even just two years ago has changed significantly. The director of Simon Fraser University's city program, Andy Yan, says the situation raises an important public policy question. It's, it's interesting to note that uh, would these types of courtesies be passed on to a homeowner or a renter uh, if they were facing uh, similar financial difficulties. As for Anthem's request, Vancouver City Council will be considering it next week. If uh, some flexibility can be provided on timelines, that's one consideration. Experts urging the public to take note. Nagar Moshehedi, Global News. Uh, That was last night's newscast. Now, there was another person involved in that story, which we took out because we have him as a guest now to talk a little bit about this issue. Michael Geller is president of the Geller Group. He's an architect, planner, and a real estate consultant. Good afternoon, Michael. Good afternoon, Jazz. So how worried should we be when uh, large developers like Anthem are are saying, you know, let's uh, put the brakes on this. We will pay you for uh, the $10 million that we owe you. We're just saying give us a bit of time. Uh, you have um, developers like Tin Properties in Richmond also saying, uh, look, uh, we're returning the pre-sale uh, dollars that you put down, the deposit you put down, simply because the math doesn't work. How concerned should we be when this is happening in the market? Well, I'd be more concerned about the latter situation where a developer pre-sold units 
uh, was ready to get going, but because of rising interest rates and construction costs, is essentially aborting a project. That is of concern to me, and I think should be concerned to others. The Anthem situation was somewhat unique to the extent they agreed to pay a very, very substantial amount of money to the city to get a few extra floors on a building, $26 million. They paid 15 and basically they haven't started construction, and so they were really looking at a deferral. But they were willing to pay interest on the deferral, and in fact, I calculated that interest would be in around uh, 9%. So I'm not too concerned about Anthem, but I did make the comment last night on Global that there's no doubt that many other developers are facing some real challenges because two, three years ago when these projects were approved and developers agreed to make substantial payments to the municipalities in return for approvals, things look much rosier than they do now. And it's a combination of interest rate increases and substantial increases in construction costs. So what does this mean about for us if, if we talk about hitting our housing targets? Uh, you know, the Minister of Housing uh, had a, a naughty list and wants uh, communities to build more, but ultimately you can't do that without the private sector. What does this mean when, as you say, the Richmond Project in this case, they walked away from it temporarily, I'm assuming, uh, and handed the deposit back. But what does this mean in regards to just the ability to build housing in this region for the next you know, 18 months, two years? Well, I think there's a combination of things that will impede how many homes can be built. One is, as you point out, the interest rates and construction costs. Another thing that you and I have talked about is just simply the availability of construction trades and materials to build the the number of homes. So we haven't actually seen what the housing targets are going to be for each municipality, but many of the people I talk to believe that they will be, you know, relatively modest compared to what they might be just to take into account these other factors. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't want to sound cold about this, but is this a a longer term, a good thing in regards to it? It's a hard reset for the market. I know somebody's probably struggling to deal with a a mortgage or uh, renegotiating their mortgage probably doesn't want me saying this. Uh, And developers who have had property carrying debt are struggling as well. But regards to the increases that we've seen over the last few years, not just here, but Toronto as well, it it wasn't this inevitable to a certain degree in, in regards to the pricing we're seeing in this country. And inevitably, we did need a hard reset when it comes to our real estate development industry. Well, I don't think you're being cold. I think you're being realistic. I mean, those of us who invest in the stock market get to see in a much more vivid way that what goes up often comes down. I mean, it is interesting, Jazz, you mentioned this development in Squamish. I did take a, a look at this and actually spoke to the sales manager. I mean, on one hand, one might assume, oh, my goodness, they're offering to pay the mortgage for the first year. They must be in dire straits. And then I took a detailed look at the project and realized these are these are townhouses in Squamish selling for, are you ready, mm-hmm. $1.3 $1. million. Wow. I mean, three years ago, these similar townhouses, similar units were selling $700,000. So in other words, there have been, I mean, 
Squamish, as many of your listeners know, has become an increasingly attractive place to live for many reasons. One of those reasons was because it was so much more affordable than Metro Vancouver. But now we're, we're, I mean, this, I calculated it for those people who like to measure the cost of housing at a price per square foot. It's around $900 a square foot. I mean, it wasn't that long ago I sold the Bayshore development for $350 a foot. Wow. So these are substantial prices. So I don't think that Squamish case study necessarily implies that things are really in dire straits. Basically, what the developer is doing there is offering the equivalent of about a $35,000 discount on that $1.3 million price. Now, it may well be well worth taking it. I know the developments, very nice developments, good builder and so forth. But it isn't. I don't think it's a case that the de- developer is getting desperate. But the Richmond case that you mentioned, that is a case where the developer just simply is not able to proceed. And they can't proceed because even though they sold the homes for the prices they wanted, mm-hmm. it's going to cost them so much more to build the homes. Yeah. And the bank won't lend them the money. It's concerning, though, when you say, hear about condos of, uh, in Squamish going from, from 700000 to $1.3 Although I would say that's a very good lo- location where they are selling them, that's for sure. Um, the next year, 18 months, what does it look like for you in regards to interest rates, in regards to everything we've talked about, uh, supply chain, labor, um, access to capital dollars, all of that, what does the next 18 months look like to you for the real estate industry here in Metro Vancouver? Well, I won't pretend that I know, but what I do do is I read what the governor and the deputy governor of the Bank of Canada, what they are saying. And basically what they are saying is that interest rates are going to stay pretty much where they are and they could possibly go a little bit higher and that we will not see any dramatic reductions in interest rates until perhaps late 2024. Now, this is a different message that many of us uh, were, were hoping for three or four months ago when we thought, the January increase was the peak. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we discovered, as you pointed out, we're not at the peak, and we may still say more. Now, the interesting thing, Jazz, is what I read from the Bank of Canada is one of the reasons they're increasing the interest rates is because so many people were starting to return to the housing market. <laughs> so people actually were out there buying. Now, you and I don't know that, but that was certainly the, their analysis, and it's based on statistics they get from CMHC. So, well, it, it's going to be very interesting and a very rough road ahead for a lot of folks uh, as well. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for your time. Always a pleasure.